Hello WZIP, this is Natalie from Entertainment Rebooted and today I'm excited to be reviewing Epic the Musical, a series of concept albums I've had the fortune to come across recently based on Homer's The Odyssey. Coincidentally, discovering said albums might have made me about $15 poorer and sent me on the path of binging the 2004 Troy movie and the 1997 TV series on The Odyssey. As enjoyable as the experience was, these concept albums, combined with their numerous animations on YouTube, are easily my favorite interpretation of Odysseus and his 10-year danger-fraught return to Ithaca. Epic is the brainchild of musical genius Jorge Rivera Harans, a playwright, composer, lyricist, and actor. Harans not only voices King Odysseus, but he is behind the entire event. Recently, Epic has become a bit of a TikTok sensation with Haran spearheading an online community of at least 410,000 TikTok followers, 15,000 followers on Discord, and many more on other platforms, recording covers, creating fan art and video animatics. Haran himself has been posting upcoming song snippets, updates, and behind-the-scenes content to his personal TikTok and Instagram, his TikTok having received 578,000 followers alone. According to his website, he takes inspiration from video games and animation, mimicking the, as he called it, addictive sense of progression often seen in video games. Based on my reaction to his album, I think it's safe to say that he succeeded on that count, at least for me. His goal is to write stories with larger-than-life themes and characters, again fitting for his choice of subject matter. Epic is based on the Greek legend of Odysseus, the brilliant king of Ithaca who masterminded the scheme with the Trojan horse. After the Greek forces defeat Troy, Odysseus sets off to return to his homeland, only to have his voyage interfered with and pushed back time and time again as he faces many obstacles. Having not seen his wife and son in a decade, he races against the gods to try and return. Meanwhile, his wife and their son Telemachus, whom Odysseus has not seen grown up, must ward off suitors who have descended upon Ithaca, set to claim Odysseus's wife, wealth, and kingdom. According to Herans, Epic will contain 40 songs, split in nine sagas, each chronicling a portion of Odysseus's journey. Act 1 will have five sagas, and Act 2 will contain the other four, with a total runtime of roughly 2 hours and 16 minutes. As the locations, situations, and characters grow more divine, the music contains more electronic elements. The sagas will be released on major music streaming platforms, however, only the Troy Saga and the Cyclops Saga are available at the time of this recording, which is March 28th, 2023. I'm not sure when more will be released, but Haran's tweeted that recording for the Ocean and Circe sagas was wrapping up on February 3rd, so hopefully we will have more content soon. Released December 25th, 2022, the Troy saga, as it sounds, follows Odysseus at the end of the Trojan War and the beginning of his journey home. As the first saga, it introduces character themes and sets up the characters in their conflicts. The songs include The Horse and the Infant, Just a Man, Full Speed Ahead, Open Arms, and Warrior of the Mind. The Cyclops Saga, released January 27, 2023, covers their encounter with the Cyclops and contains the songs Polyphemus, Survive, Remember Them, and My Goodbye. Spoilers for the first two sagas will follow. The Horse and the Infant begins with the Greeks using the large, hollow, wooden horse to destroy the city of Troy in the middle of the night. The latter half involves Odysseus being tasked with killing baby Astyanax, the son of the Trojan prince and champion Hector. While Odysseus, a relatively good person, does not wish to murder an innocent child, Zeus proclaims that if he refuses, Astyanax will grow to avenge his father and people 
burning down Odysseus's world and threatening his family. Just a Man, the second song in the saga, features Odysseus's moral struggle in light of this before full speed ahead picks up with the beginning of his voyage home. Their food stores short from the war, Odysseus and his friend Polites travel to the island of the Lotus Eaters in the penultimate song of the saga, Open Arms, where Polites tries to comfort Odysseus and reinvigorate his love of life after the tragedy of war. After Odysseus rejects eating the lotuses, the Lotus Eaters direct Odysseus and Polites to a cave on an island to the east. The final song of the saga, Warrior of the Mind, establishes the relationship and interactions between Odysseus and Athena, the Greek goddess of wisdom and battle strategy. They bond over their brilliant minds. Then we transition to the Cyclops saga with a song called Polyphemus, named after the Cyclops that Odysseus and his crew encounter. The interaction quickly goes south, and while the Greeks give it a good effort, shown in the song called Survive, the second song of the saga, several of the men are killed before the Cyclops passes out, courtesy of more of Odysseus's genius. Remember Them picks up right after this, where Odysseus wrestles with his grief at losing his beloved men, orchestrates the blinding of Polyphemus, and in a fit of grief-fueled rage, gives Polyphemus his name, which will eventually lead to Poseidon's retribution. The final song, My Goodbye, showcases the fracturing of the bond between Athena and Odysseus, the goddess disapproving of Odysseus's recklessness and his emotional reaction. She claims she is done helping him and he's on his own now. I am so ridiculously obsessed with these two albums. If you don't like awesome music being stuck in your head, don't listen to any of these songs. Actually, I can't even say that with a straight face. If you don't like awesome music getting stuck in your head, then you should be glad to suffer the amazingness that is epic. It is like an audiobook where everything is sung. There are sound effects, truly epic sounding ensemble, and a very talented character actor in Haran's, as well as very talented character actors for the entire cast. Every song is an absolute banger. Every time Odysseus starts belting and riling his men up, I feel it so much and I get fired up too. Haran's makes me want to cover all of these songs as Odysseus which is not really something I typically do, obviously, as it sounds, I am, I'm a female, I identify as a female, and so usually I want to cover all the female parts of songs, but in this case, it's just so, such good writing, and I love the characterization, and it's just so good that I want to just sing it as Odysseus, because he's my favorite character out of all of them. The characterization is amazing. I believe in what a great leader he is, the confidence he inspires, and how much he cares for his men and wants to go home to his family. Wrestling with his grief and trauma really humanizes him, and despite having always considered myself an ally of Troy, man do I root for and feel for this guy. For the Troy saga, everyone sounds amazing, I have to say it. That actually goes for both sagas, but I have it written under Troy because, as I mentioned before, the Troy saga was the first saga where we got introduced to most of the major characters. Obviously, Odysseus will meet more people on his journey, but for the first series, for the first saga, we have our main characters that we were introduced to. And everyone just sounds amazing. All of the voice, the vocalists for these characters are just really phenomenal. One of the major characters does something in the Troy saga that is a huge deal breaker for me. But somehow, Harans has tricked me into still caring about and rooting for this character. It's incredible how human he makes these characters. Even the gods and goddesses to some point so far, 
have seemed fairly human despite clearly being portrayed as divine deities. It's really incredible how human and empathetic these characters are. I never knew I would be able to still like a character who is implied to have murdered an actual baby. There's a discrepancy in the myth of who killed Hector's baby, but this version goes with it being Odysseus, and I do not know how this man, being Haran's, got me to feel bad for Odysseus doing this. I felt bad for Odysseus. Obviously, I felt bad for Astyanax too, but like it just was really, really got to me of how horrible this would be for Odysseus. It humanized him and made this an absolute tragedy for both characters. The first song got me amped up to fight Troy, despite wanting Troy to win after hating the Greeks in the 2004 movie, but Odysseus pleading and begging near tears to be allowed to spare Astyanax was so impactful, both in the first song and all throughout the second. Obviously, it's tragic for Astyanax, an innocent child, but it's clear that the encounter absolutely wrecked Odysseus, and I like to think that when Just a Man is repeated in My Goodbye, and Odysseus sings about one more life to take and then our journey's over and survive, that that is a reference to his grief about having to kill Astyanax. I'm hoping for more moments like this to absolutely mess with Odysseus' psyche and add to his suffering, not because I hate the character, but because it's just so good. Again, this should be a deal breaker for me, but I do, I do not know how Haran's pulled this off. He just did. That's all I know. So bravo, sir. I did kind of want a moment between just a man and full speed ahead where someone comes across Odysseus and he has to pull himself together after what he did so he could go home. Though I do feel like this is still touched upon. This idea bleeds into open arms um, with his grief, obviously, his being on guard and a bit cynical of the world, which is understandable at this point, given all that he's gone through and what he's been forced to do in the name of ending the war and going home to his family. So it's not really that big a deal, but I did kind of want a better bridge between this grief-filled ballad of how he thinks that his actions are turning him into a monster, potentially. And then he's seemingly kind of, not necessarily over it, but he's shifted into just wanting to you know, full speed ahead, let's go back to Ithaca, I'm excited to see my family again, which checks out completely. I just would have liked to see that shift through the music as well, where there is that transition to just make it clear how much he is still wrestling with what he's done, but has to overcome in the face of, you know, facing his men and going home and then kind of being like, you know, seeing my wife and child again, it's obviously what I want, but it's also the silver lining here of, yes, I had to do this terrible thing, but I at least will get to see my wife and son again relatively soon. I'm going home. All this suffering is, from his perspective, over. I can finally pick up the pieces of my life again. Speaking of open arms, Polites is such a cupcake. I love everything about his sweetness, from his optimism to his voice. Him trying to cheer up Odysseus was adorable. Though I can't listen to the song without thinking, dude, Odysseus has been away from his wife and kid for a decade, fighting a gruesome war, and he just had to kill a literal baby. This guy has a right to be messed up and cynical of the world right now, but 
policies in Odysseus's friendship, while not, I don't think it's really that present in the myths, if present at all, um, based off of the 1997 TV series, there was a there was a character called Polites, which I assume is the same character, just pronounced a little differently. But he didn't seem to be Odysseus's best friend like he seems to be in this. And I just love this dynamic so much. As much as, you know, I feel like it was maybe a little ill-timed to tell your friend who has had to just commit this awful, awful action that, hey, you know, life is great. You should, you should just, you know, embrace it with open arms and everything will be okay. It's like, good thoughts, bro. But, you know, he's, he kind of should need some therapy at the least after what he's had to do. Like, I wouldn't be in a great mood after having to go after an innocent child either. So it kind of makes sense from his perspective, but also he does just legitimately want to cheer up his friend and just help his friend. And that's really, really sweet. And I love seeing two guys especially, but two friends in general, just being there for each other. It's like, you can relax. I got you. Everything is going to be okay. Just comforting each other and being there for each other. I think that's very powerful and very sweet. And I love to see that. In Warrior of the Mind, the next song after that, Athena's voice is amazing. Um, Warrior of the Mind was actually the first song I came across before I even knew the series was a thing. It was covered by Anna Pansu on YouTube, and she did an awesome job. And I was like, I like this song. So I found it. And then by extension, the rest of them. And I found my new favorite music for a while. I'm not going to lie. I binged this and played these entire sagas, the only two that are out, over and over again until I could sing along with them to some degree of accuracy. All I can say is it's a good thing we don't have it on WZIP or I'd be tempted to just play the series over and over again during my DJ shift and nothing else would get played, which would be amazing for me, but I feel like that might be annoying for our listeners a little bit. I love the bantery relationship between Odysseus and Athena, especially his snark when she falls for his bluff about being able to see past her spell, causing her to reveal herself for real. He's so smug and she's so proud and it's adorable and the tune is an absolute earworm. For the Cyclops saga, the music is absolutely electric. It's so, you know, heart pumping. It's definitely... Not necessarily something I'd say to work out to because it does have its, you know, variation. It's not, you know, full speed ahead, energetic the whole time. But there is always this little undercurrent of energy that goes through it. It's hard to explain. Just listen to it and hopefully you'll understand what I'm saying. But it is just so electric and really catchy. And there's always this presence to it, this electronic, like, danger to it which is very fitting because the cyclops obviously is pretty dangerous and people did die so that is that is absolutely fitting for that at first the first two songs i admit didn't really interest me as much as the others did before i listened to them i would skip them on youtube but that was a mistake see usually with musical albums i'll skip around i'll have my favorite songs i'll have some songs that i don't like quite as much but i can't really do that here Each song is catchy and absolutely dramatic in a good way. 
And I think that they're all necessary. Like I will go through this album beginning to end, not skipping anything because I just can't. All of these songs deserve to be here. And they are almost integral parts of the story, in my opinion, because I, I just don't think that you can skip them and have the same experience. Hearing Odysseus do his whole my name is nobody scheme, which if you've read the Odyssey in high school like I had to do, that was a big thing. And that was just chef's kiss. So smart. I loved it. Hearing that in this musical was amazing. And the setup and payoff were just so good here. Talking, he tries to talk down Polyphemus because obviously he, the thing I like about Odysseus in this version is he's not this super like arrogant warrior. He tries to avoid violence actually quite frequently. And I don't think it's necessarily just from, at least in this version, it's not just for self-preservation. Like I don't want to fight the Cyclops because he's dangerous. I think in this version, he just legitimately doesn't want to fight anybody. It's hammered over and over again throughout the season from the saga so far that he just does not want to fight he doesn't want to go after hector's kid he doesn't want to go in blazing charging in and raiding the lotus eaters place he wants to find a peaceful he wants to have a peaceful interaction there too he does you know draw his sword when he feels threatened but he just wants to get food and leave peacefully and the same thing happens with the cyclops when he tries to talk polyphemus down i thought that that was really great it was really tense and then how polyphemus the song transitions flawlessly into survive when polyphemus attacks them it's amazing you can't fully appreciate how perfect these two songs are together on youtube because you know sometimes there'll be a pause or an ad or something but when i bought them and got them on my phone and listened to them it just flowed so perfectly. Like there is no break. It goes right in and it just sounds so, so amazing. Then in survive when Polyphemus does start winning and killing the crew, the transition from Odysseus winning to Polyphemus getting the club and killing Polites is so heavy. Everything just stops. It's amazing. And then Odysseus just kind of shuts his mouth in utter shock. I could be mistaken, but I don't think he sings anymore from then until the beginning of the next song. I think it's all his crew members that are singing for the rest of Survive. And it's like he just stops. He's in utter shock. And he just stands there staring, I assume. And that's what the animatics that I've seen portray is he's just in shock of what he's seen. And... I just thought that that was, that was really well done. I love the wrestling with grief and remember them. Odysseus is still really clever in assessing how they need to get out of the cave, but he is absolutely gutted by what just happened, especially after open arms from the Troy saga, where Polites was just getting him to have hope again in the world. So then when he disregards Athena's advice to kill Polyphemus and avoid future danger, and instead... Odysseus makes an absolutely ginormous mistake of bragging, saying Polyphemus should remember him and gives him his name. This will cause so many problems later, but it makes so much sense. Instead of a supposedly clever man being consumed by pride and ego. And that was why this is my favorite 
depiction over all the ones that I've seen because in the TV series from 1997, when this happened, it was just for bragging. He was, his ego just got away from him. And he was like, yeah, you know what? This dude needs to know my name because I just completely owned him. And so he gave him his name. And then obviously his uh, polyphemuses, if you aren't familiar with the myth, his father is Poseidon, the great god of the sea, who's one of like three major gods. And obviously Polyphemus then goes running to his father and Poseidon then causes a lot more problems for Odysseus. So especially since he knew that Poseidon was Polyphemus's father in the TV series, it just always struck me as remarkably dumb that such a smart character who's always being applauded for his wit and cleverness would make such a monumental goof of himself where he just completely dooms his basically spoiler alert the entirety of his crew i'm pretty sure he's the only person who returns to ithaca at the end like his entire crew in this case it's 600 men that he's in command of just like all of them i think are supposed to die and it's because of in in a large part because of this mistake so having odysseus a very smart character just do it out of ego it's like yeah that can be a flaw but it's not it kind of undercuts the intelligence for me which not saying that that's the characters can have contradictions as i mentioned in my book review having a contradiction will make the character better in a lot of places but it just always felt off and just so remarkably dumb for him to have done that in that instance that it really harmed his credibility for his intelligence for me and so i really liked that in this version it's not because of ego that he gives him his name. He still has to give him the name, but Haran's has made it to where it's completely believable that he would make this mistake because he's not thinking he's traumatized. He is grieving and he basically wants this to be a teaching moment where he's like, look, I came here. I wanted to, I didn't mean to cause any problems for you. I didn't really know that you were like that this was a problem. I didn't mean to steal from you. I didn't mean to cause you any damage, but you know, I did try to talk you down. I tried to make it so we could all walk away peacefully, but you refused. You wanted death. You wanted to take it down this violent road, which left me no choice. So I want you to remember this, remember my crew, remember my friends that you killed remember me and then he goes into his whole speech about you know who he is and everything and it felt like it felt less like look at me I'm so great and more of you should be ashamed of yourself you need to remember this because this has damaged this has hurt me and I am going to just go off on you and that it just makes so much more sense for me. He doesn't want to, and then he doesn't want to kill Polyphemus because he's tired of having to kill people. It's not just a, 
oh no, I'll let him go. But he's it's all he's been doing for 10 years is killing people. He wasn't allowed to spare Astyanix. And now his own friends, his best friend even, are dying. So he just snapped and lashed out. And then unfortunately for him, that will have a lot of consequences later on. Finally, the series, as it's out right now, ends with even more of a bummer of Athena and Odysseus's friendship breaking. She scolds him, saying he's essentially failed her, and she wasted her time and efforts mentoring him, while he claims that she's selfish, prideful, and uncaring about everything he's had to go through, not to mention she lives all her life alone, so how smart is she really? Both vocalists absolutely slay the song, but it's also really heartbreaking to watch a friendship that could have been so nice and beautiful breaking because at the end of the day, he's suffering and Athena, an immortal goddess, cannot truly meet him at his level. At the end of the day, the story that we have so far is about a man trying his hardest to resolve conflict peacefully using his intellect, but every time he is thwarted, and forced to choose between violence and losing his friends and family. How far will a person go under such terms? How long before they break? How long before they resemble more of a monster than a man? Turning the Odyssey more into a character study of Odysseus was a smart move, helping us empathize with him instead of seeing him as an arrogant, egotistical, mythological figure, which would create more distance between us and him. But if we empathize with him, we are invested and the incorporation of sound effects adds to the immersion. Like we were following along the story as an audiobook rather than just listening to music. As I said before, this is my favorite take on the story of the Odyssey, and I cannot recommend it enough, nor can I wait until the upcoming sagas are completed for me to own and binge to my heart's content. If you enjoyed my review of Epic the Musical, please check out Entertainment Rebooted's podcast available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, basically most, if not all, podcast platforms. And don't forget to listen for us live at 1 p.m. on Sundays, directly after Sports Power Talk. This is Natalie from Entertainment Rebooted, and I thank you so much for listening.